when I got fired that third time, that's where life began. That's where my life, that's where my entrepreneurism, that's where my vision for my life truly began because at that point, I had to figure out who I was and what I was designed to do. Now, everything that I was designed to do was already within me. But I had to go external to reveal the internal. Empower You podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you. Welcome to the Empower You podcast. My name is Kid Boy Cooper. I'm so glad that you are here. How you doing out there? So our topic for today's episode is purpose versus goals. Now we did already speak about practical goal setting, but this is a little different. Every goal should have a purpose and the purpose for having goals should be to satisfy your inner need or desire to be something or to fill some void or to perform some service. That's what we call our purpose or our calling or your mana, whatever it is that you relate to. This is that's what this episode is about. Differentiating the two purpose versus a goal. And I got two very special gentlemen on the line with us today. Um, gentlemen, why don't you introduce yourselves? I feel like you're going to do it way better than I will. Let's go. <laughs> hey, how about uh, this? Hey, let me, let me do this. Hey, I'm going to introduce my twin brother, man, because it's an honor to no, do oh, so. Oh, okay, oh, okay. I'm going to introduce my man. I got you. I'm going to introduce my man because I could introduce okay. myself, but I'm going to introduce my man. So we I have with it, us. Man. Go ahead, baby. Make mama proud, baby. Make I'm about proud. to, big dog. I'm about to. <laughs> Listen, we got my man, my twin brother, Doctor Ron Lewis, PhD, uh, which is which is a blessing uh, all within itself, and we'll get into that. Um, um, assistant professor of marketing. Um, you're a director of something. I know you're. Direct, what are you a director? Uh, pro, program director of marketing. Program, pro, program yeah, director yeah, yeah. of marketing. And let me tell you one That's... thing. My man, my man knows about being in the struggle and pulling himself out. So we can get and he'll get into his accomplishments. And he's he's an accomplished speaker. He's obviously an accomplished author. Um, he's a thought leader. Um, that guy speaks, everybody's going to listen. I'm telling you, that's a fact. And so I told my man this morning that, and he knows this. I said, man, we doing this podcast. I was up at one, one 30 in the morning. Kiwi. I was like trying to get it together. Cause when my brother's on, you gotta yeah. be on. Cause he's going to make you look <laughs> foolish. So I had to get myself prepared. So my brother, Ron Lewis, PhD thought leader. I mean, um, um, father, uh, caretaker, caregiver, um, my best friend in the whole wide world. Man is absolutely amazing. So proud of him. Love him. Dr. Ron Lewis. Hey, come on, Dr. Ron hey. Lewis. What you got? Okay. What's your follow-up for your twin brother? Let me absolutely. Let me introduce an award-winning principal, a thought leader in the public education space, a father, a husband, 
my built-in best friend, Dr. Rodney S. Lewis. I'm going to tell you something. When When we wrote the book Gritty, it was the leadership of my brother that ever brought this idea of being an author to the plate. When it came into leading the Lewis Influence mm. that we co-founded and on together, All right. it was the leadership of Dr. Rodney Lewis, my brother, my big brother, 13 minutes apart, but he's still my big brother, was the one to say, here's how it's going to go. Here's how we're going to fly the airplane. Here's how we're going to sail the ship. When I was at one of my lowest points, it was the leadership and the vision of my brother, Dr. Rodney Lewis, that made Dr. Ron Lewis even become a reality. He's going to get into how he got to his doctoral journey. But as I watched my brother fight through, as I watched my brother overcome the his own lack of self-confidence to be Dr. Rodney Lewis, not only did it encourage me, not only did it propel me, but it empowered me to say, oh, if my man can get it, my man can get it I done. I can get it. That's exactly what we're talking I about. I can get it done. Dr. Rodney Lewis is absolutely, I'm telling you, I get so, I just, let me tell you something, kid, I'm gonna have him send you his presentation that he did for Merrillville, his commencement speech. It's one of the best presentations I ever heard in my life. He, we, he talked about grit, but man, it was so clean, it was so crisp. So I was so inspired this morning, <laughs> allude to the podcast, so my brother, <laughs> Dr. Rodney Lewis is in the building. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Quinn. Appreciate it, my dude. I appreciate you, baby. So, uh, Dr. Rodney Lewis and Dr. <laughs> Ron Lewis are the co-founders of the Lewis Ex- Influence. And uh, they have a book called Gritty. And they're going to be here with us for the next hour or so. And we're going to talk about the difference between purpose versus goals and why it's so important that you understand both. So, um, before we get too, too far started, tell us about Lewis Influence and and what you do and what you create and how you came up with that. The Lewis Influence came out of what today's podcast is about, where it came out of purpose. So, I'm going to give you the long, the quick and dirty. I got fired from my first three three jobs out of college and I was kind of on that struggle bus because I didn't know my purpose. And what happened is when you don't know what you're designed to do, you will do anything. See, one thing I figured out, my brother and I figured out, you got to find your design. Mm. You got to find your design. You're not designed for everything. And that's a biblical principle. That's not something I'm saying. That is in Luke. You can look it up in Luke. When Jesus told Mary, look, Martha, Mary is fine. What she is doing is necessary. Kid boy, this Gary is what I'm Keller talking about. A... This is what I'm talking about. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Dive right go away. ahead. My, my bad, twin. My bad. I'm going to sit back. I'll go ahead. Finish. I'm going to start taking Gary, notes. Gary Keller wrote a book. <laughs> Gary Keller wrote a book called One Thing. In the book, he essentially says, look, you, we can do a lot, but we are designed for one or two things that are truly purposeful. So after I got fired the third time, I instantly had to look within so I can produce something without, so I could produce some output to make a change in the world. Because at the end of the day, Kimway, you know, I know my twin know it's not about the check. But to me, it's about the check marks that we cross off in life to make the world a better place. So I start doubling down. What do I want to do? Who am I? My brother's already sky high. He's figured it out within, within himself. 
So me, I get my first job in higher education working at IPFW, working for this TRIO program. And in this TRIO program, man, it's a program designed to help first-generation college students be successful. And I was excited because, number one, I applied to IPFW like 12 times, got in on the 13th try. Number two, I could talk to students how we're having conversations right now and everything would be all good. Like, that's what they were paying me for. And I didn't, I just couldn't believe it. I thought you had to be in a suit and stiff and hello, you know, and I could just be real with students. So long story short, I go to my man, I say, twin, we were already talking about speaking anyway, but I was like, who's the voice for first generation college students? He's like, I don't even know what a first-generation college student is. I said, is you, fool? You are. Mom and dad ain't never been to college. <laughs> so That's hilarious. That, was, that, that posed the question, who's the mouthpiece? And I said, twin, I think we should be the mouthpiece. And that spawned the lowest influence. We went on our first speaking engagement. We got paid for it. We got such a great reaction. So then the next challenge was, how do we create our voice to be everlasting in this space to help students, whether you're in Chicago, whether you're in Florida, uh, Miami, whether you're in LA, if you pick up the book Gritty, you're gonna say them dudes are talking to me. And that's kind of what spawned the Lord's influence. Yeah, you know, what's really interesting about that is that when when he came, when he brought this idea to me, he was, we were talking about speaking. Now I'm an elementary school principal at the time. And so, you know, I'm, you know, this whole quote, leadership thing is what I was already doing but he he brought it like not in the system but it was within like some of us we weren't in an organizational corporation we were just doing this on our own right and so he calls me I never forget he says we're first generation college students I don't know what it is he says it's you I'm like oh yeah you're right man mom and dad didn't go to college okay well it's so interesting because he had those chapters in a book. He was telling me about swag and, um, you know, this is not for us. He was saying all these things. And I was like, you know what? I just wrote a, I just wrote a small article to my staff called Gritty about Angela Duckworth's work. If we write this book, let's call it Gritty, but use these ideas and these concepts that you got. And so that is what really started. So we had our first speech. And my man being a hustler that he is, I told this story to somebody that thought he was nuts. Like, hey, yeah, we're gonna do some breakout sessions. You got a keynote speaker? No, we don't have a keynote speaker. We'll do it. <laughs> he says, man, we're gonna, we got this keynote speech. And we gave that first speech and the energy was incredible. It was amazing. And you know what happens, the energy breeds energy. And um, right. it just really started. So it's like, well, how can we do it again? How can we get out again? How can we perfect our message? How can we be crisper? How can we be cleaner? And how do we publish this book? Um, and so it's, Waking up in the morning at 3 a.m. before going to the gym, yes. pumping out chapter one, chapter two, mm -hmm. chapter three, revising over and over. Just just it's like a lot of labor in that book, um, mm -hmm. a lot of love in that book, man. Um, you know, it's been hard because yeah. we wrote that book in 2013 and um, we haven't written another one yet. I know that's I'll get into that, but that's certainly another goal of ours. We've come so far, but you, it's almost like... Um, it kind of reminds me of I'm um, like hearing Biggie trying to top ready to die and he didn't feel like he could do it or hear Jay-Z mm. trying to top reasonable doubt. Like like mm. the amount of effort and energy and passion that goes into that first baby of yours oh, is just yeah. so special. And so oh, yeah. it's almost yeah. like you I have to change my mind because anytime I even think about doing the, going through that process is getting it's like you damn it ain't gonna be good enough it ain't gonna yeah, be good enough it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's good i'm not gonna be able to hit that energy that that spirit is not gonna be there <laughs> so i just stop and then i don't write it i get it you know and we and ron will tell you we've been through this so many times because there's so much love 
Um, and we remember those times of driving on the road, you know, um, giving speeches, et cetera. It was, it was like a magical mm-hmm. thing based off that baby gritty. So, yeah, um, and it's evolved. That's awesome, that's awesome yeah. man. I think that is, that's really fantastic. I do relate to uh, what you mean as far as you trying so hard to produce something that's, that's great, produce something that helps people, right. produce something that represents you and your family yeah. and your people well. Like you're just completely absorbed with the idea because you're just you like, it has to be everything, but you can't become paralyzed. You know, it's like pa- paralysis by analysis. You know what I'm saying? You mm. don't want to become paralyzed by this idea that it has to be so perfect that you never actually start your journey. You know? Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. Like you, don't, definitely. you know, and so that's, 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 well, love. you know, it's like, it's what's crazy. What's crazy is that, like, you know, and I'm not saying like this book is flowing off the shelves. It was it was more personal for the both of us than it was to go out and get like, you know, to sell a million copies or whatever. Because you got, I mean, the, and Ron will relate to this. I mean, him getting his PhD and him just finishing a year ago. I mean, that was that was a monumental moment for all of us. Um, when I finished my doctorate in 2010, I didn't even think I could get a doctorate. I had a university reject me and tell me my writing wasn't good enough. And so the fact that I, the fact that I finished and when I finished was like, man, I, that was an insurmountable milestone. Like I did that, you know what I'm saying? It ain't like, I'm no genius, man. I'm just like, like we said, we just little fat chubby kids from St. Louis. Like we're nothing special, you know, from that regard, you know what I'm saying? So we just had this hustle and this drive and this grit, man, to get that work done, to put in that time and to lock in. Um, and so we became like, for me, I say, okay, so 2013 is 2013, you know, Ron has evolved, I've evolved. And so you got to create new energy and not try to rekindle old energy. Right. So, so real quick though, you, you talked about, you know, just being two fat kids from St. Louis. Tell me real quick, uh, about your background and how you even, you know, started your higher education, what you do before Mm. then, both of y'all are like six, seven, uh, just for y'all listeners, like, they're both incredibly I'm only 6'4", I'm only 6'4", I'm 6'5", it's, it's, man. It's crazy. Like, I'm like, you could have, like, saved something for other people, but it's fine. <laughs> hey, uh, man, we only work with the good Lord gives us, man. Right. So, you know, so, yes, what's, so, what's so interesting in, in Ron's path and I, it's crazy, Ron, I think you would agree with this, like, they split this way, but then they always come back together. So, for, always, my, baby, always, like my man. <laughs> So a little bit about yes, me is that um both of us played college football. Um both got four rides scholarships and that was I a was blessing. better. He was, he was, that's the truth. He <laughs> was better. He, he was a beast, man. Was he better. was a beast. He was a beast. He and he put in work. <laughs> and you know, for full disclosure, he got me to bury because we were both at junior college. I hurt my meniscus. Yep. I was a medical red shirt, so it paused my sophomore year. He played his sophomore year and balled his ass off. So then Coach Odio down at Barry, God rest his soul, down at Barry sees yes, Ron is like, yo, that's the guy. I want him. I'm thinking like, damn, that's dope. So I was back home my um for, for my sophomore year, my third year in JUCO, and um played half the year. Then I broke my foot. We were playing down where the Rams played. I broke my foot right the last game before um the season ended for the year, like winter break, if you will, or whatever. Yep. So I broke my foot on a rebound. First play of the game. Other team playing Lewis and Clark Community College. They shoot a three, clanks off the rim. Nobody's around to go up, break my foot. So um, this guy's, but well, I don't know what he was doing because I never saw him play his junior year. All I know is, <laughs> all hey, I know hold is- on, let me say this, kid boy. Hold on quick, kid boy, real quick. My man broke his foot 
When, what month you break December, your foot? December. I tore my MCL the month of November. I I never forget coming home, had a full brace on, uh, you passed up. Like, it's some twin shit, bro. I'm I like, know. I can't even explain <laughs> it. Clearly. Go ahead. Clearly. Yeah, so, it is. It really is. It's weird, man. So I, I get out of, um, so it's about April and my foot heals and, you know, I, I didn't, twin calls me like, man, Coach Odio's going to sign you. I'm like, what? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, he said, yeah, man. He said, if you play anything like him, if you play anything like me, like he wants to sign you. Coach Odeo calls, hey, can you play like your brother? Yeah, yeah, I can. <laughs> Good, you're in. <laughs> That's it. That's a no-brainer. That's, That's a no-brainer. No I'm going down. I'm going to Miami. We're going to do that PT on the back end. <laughs> I'm saying yes today. Look, Berry University is located in Miami Shores, Florida. It's absolutely beautiful down there. So I, I just want to set the scene why this is huge for us because yeah. we're two fat kids from St. Louis. We didn't get any D1 offers, no. uh, not enough to where they were recruiting us. So, you know, going to Berry, it's a big full deal, ride. Man. It's a big deal. Full ride. It's a big, big deal for deal. our family. See, just right. right on in there, huh? Man, we. Hey, man. <laughs> man. That was a blessing, man. I ain't lying. So, it was a um, blessing, bro. It was a blessing, man. Because I, you know, honestly, and I don't know if I think Twin would agree, like, I, I don't really think college would have been at the forefront of our minds without basketball. It's like a game changer in our life. I mean, it's like everything, like, we wouldn't be on this podcast, bro. I mean, maybe we would have done other things. I'm not going to shortchange ourselves, but man, it set the stage for everything that yeah. that college education, because what it propelled me to do. So, I came back home and um, um, my girlfriend, who is my wife now, um, I mean, we were making plans together, you know, to, to start this life together. And, um, I went back to be a PE teacher. Um, so I got certified to teach health. I got certified to teach PE and, um, I was a hall monitor at the time and, um, like a security guard basically while I worked in the certification, got the certification, passed all that stuff. So I became an elementary PE teacher for two years. But then I saw a bigger horizon for me. I really want to toe tap in, into leadership and change. I became an elementary assistant principal. Um, did that in two schools. And after four years, I became a principal. And so um, in the meantime, um, I had finished my doctorate by then. And now I was actually a principal at Ferguson um, where the Mike Brown thing happened at Griffith Elementary. Wow. Yeah. Um, but that's before Mike Brown, though. I, okay. I actually left um, the year before Mike Brown happened. Um, okay. Went to... Um, um, another school district where I spent four years as a principal um, and then got the wonderful opportunity to jump into human resources to be assistant superintendent of human resources. And so that's where I am now. Um, <clears throat> and see, but but that's that's sort of my path into all this, right? Public education. And, you know, it was really my wife who said, hey, like I, I was kind of confused about broadcast communication, which is my undergrad. And um, she said, hey, you should you should go be a PE teacher. And I laughed at the idea, but she was really adamant because I would tell her about all those camps running it I used to do for the Lafayette High School, our high school. We would come back in college and try to make some summer money. So we were, you know, these college basketball players. So we would do the basketball camps. Kids loved us. And so I thought PE would be the best way for us, man. And it, it really worked out for me. And Ron's path is a little bit different, though. <laughs> That boy, a bit kid boy, that boy used to be a mess, man, but he got it together, though. That's my man. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just pick it up. So I ended up after Barry University uh, playing ball. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, twin is back home now. And the best thing you do as an undergrad when you don't know what you want to do with your life, you get an advanced degree. That's what you do. So that's what I did. I got an advanced degree. I got a master's in sport management. And I, 
I enjoyed the time in grad school, but I still didn't know what I wanted to do, but I thought, I guess what I wanted to do, I thought my purpose was to be a lawyer, um, but I, I, I just didn't feel like I had the energy to do another possible four years of law school. So I'm like, look, let me graduate with my master's, go back home, find something to do. Two years later, study for the LSAT, get into law school. That was my whole goal. So I ended up coming back to St. Louis. And then I just started trying to apply for any type of job, anywhere doing anything, man, believe it or not. And, and the truth be told me, I couldn't find a job. I could not find a job to save my life. I had too much education, not enough experience. And um, it was a struggle because I did it the, the, the air quote right way, mm, you know, go mm. to school, get a, you know, uh, don't, don't get into trouble. You do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I a lot to say on that um, part. <laughs> yeah, I know that's right. Uh, so what I ended up doing was I ended up getting a job at the wine Fort Wayne. So I applied. They called me up the same day I applied. Man, I drove up here maybe a week later. I'd never even heard of Fort Wayne. I thought I was making some big money. They're like, oh, we're going to pay you 30 grand. I'm like, oh, snaps, that's dope, you know? So that's what I did. I took the job. Got the job, man. I was happy. So I graduated and got my first job in October. <clears throat> so I was happy. I'm like, that's cool. I was about three months in the job. I'm like, this ain't it. No, nah, I'm good. You know, how how many times? I won't even, uh, man, I won't even you're in that job. I'm like, how many times am I going to tell little Johnny, hey, way to go in basketball? It just ain't, it's doing nothing for me. I still felt like something was missing. So after about a year and a half, I quit. Um, so then I worked for another why. Don't ask me why I did that, but I did. So here is where I really believe your podcast, this topic of purpose and goal played a major role in my life. It still does. Because once I got that next job, so I quit my first job. Once I got that second job, after about a year and a half, I get fired. There's a number of reasons. Race, I believe. Age, I believe. Placism, you should know Mm. your place. Mm. Mm. All played a role in that. Okay. So then I go and work for another not-for-profit. I work for the American Cancer Society. A year and a half later, I get fired. So then I go and work for this medical device company. You know it. If you're following along in this podcast, you know what happened in a year and a half. I get fired. He gone. <laughs> so when I got fired the third time, that's when, oh my gosh, brother, this world, we go to church. When I got fired that third time, that's where life began. That's where my life, that's where my entrepreneurism, that's where my vision for my life truly began because at that point, I had to figure out who I was and what I was designed to do. Right. Now, everything that I was designed to do was already within me. But I had to go external to reveal the internal. Mm. 
So I had to read the book, listen to the speech on YouTube, listen to the Tony Robbins, the Jim Rohns, the Dr. Miles Monroe's, the Les Browns. I had to listen to the Eric Thomases to help change my framework, my mindset, or what I like to say was my mental software. I had to, I had to update it because who I was trying to be was in conflict with who I was. Right. And who was I? I was confused. <laughs> I didn't trust my God-given abilities. I didn't trust what my design was. See, everyone on this earth got tools to play with. I didn't want to play with my tools. I thought I needed different tools. I thought about being a teacher because my man was doing, he was so successful at it. I'm like, well, let me follow his path. Well, you know, a quick caveat about that is that, so my <laughs> path was quite opposite of his because I, I like naturally sunk into this role of service, um, inspiration and leadership. It was just, I just sunk right into it in public education. And so my hit while he was searching and he was confused, I was quite comfortable. I knew I hadn't quite pinpointed that yet when I became a PE teacher, but it was very clear to me early on that I had a way with people and pulling at their heartstrings. It was later that I felt that I found out that my purpose in life was service, leadership, and inspiration. That was later. But I knew I knew something was right there. I because I, I was a fish in water. I wasn't a fish out of water. I was so comfortable in that space. And I could see he was struggling with that at the time. And I was. <clears throat> I was I think I was good at, I was good at uh helping people fire me. Because that was evident because I got, I got in that office around the same time every year. They were like, Ron, you got to go. I'm like, what? And, and through all this, man, I just had my daughter on the second firing, uh, had my son on the, no, my daughter on the first firing, son on the second firing, bro. It was a mess. And, but, but again, it was one of the best things that ever happened because absolutely. once I figured out that I was an educator mm -hmm. and I, I could work in higher ed. I was already doing some adjunct teaching at that time. <clears throat> but once I got to IPFW, it was a whole ball game. I, I, I worked with those students, but those students really helped me to see me for who I was and what I was designed to do. And I'm going to tell you something, my people on this podcast, wherever you are, when you know your purpose, it is so easy to say, nope. I'm not doing it. Yep. And once I found that purpose, the mm. goals follow. Because every time yep. you say yes to something, you say no to something that's else. Right. So I'm gonna just stop it right there. But once once we found that piece, that's when the Lewis influence came. Yep. That's when we wrote the book Gritty. It was right. That's when I started to go in, go into my PhD. And baby, it was a steamroll from there. Like I started teaching more classes. Oh my gosh, bro. So it it was it was like this buildup. Mm -hmm. It was this buildup, man. And here's the thing I love so much is that, and, and this comes from the movie Rango, the little kid movie. <clears throat> My son used to watch it all the time. And, and there's a character in the movie, and he tells Rango, the little gecko uh, lizard thing, whatever it is, he tells him, he says, Rango, you can't run. I, he says, you can't run away from your own story. That has always stuck with me. You can't run away from you. You got to deal with you first. Mm. And that's what I ended up doing, man. I had to take that look in the mirror. I took assessments. I took the strength finders test and I read the book, How to Discover Your Strengths. Cause I was obviously, obviously lacking that. And that's what I did, man. It was ball game changer for me, man. Wow. That's amazing, man. That's, yeah, that's, man. that's, that's, that's a long and winding journey. Uh, what I, what I hear yeah. when you're talking about, you know, getting fired and all these other kind of things, um, for some of us, 
um, maybe this is not everybody, but for some of us, we need to feel or we have felt that immense rejection um, that then sets the stage for this um, just immense change that we then build on and grow uh, in our life or in our new life. It's like you have to live to a life where you don't know yourself and remember uniquely that experience of feeling disjointed and then establishing um, there's this like this click, this rhythm, this alignment that happens uh, that really starts to register with you. It may make you uncomfortable, but you feel like you're doing the right thing. Yeah, so that's, that's, um, when, so when I, um, and this goes to, I, Ron hinted at this about my doctorate. And so the, you know, I'm riding high, man. And, you know, it's, it just seems like it's all clicking for me. Um, not for Ron at the time, but certainly for me as a PE teacher, man, it's like, yeah, I'm just in my, I mean, I'm in my spot. I'm in my zone. I know exactly what's going on, but I had this deeper passion. Like for myself, I wanted to get my doctorate. And right. so yeah. local university here, I applied once, they say no. I applied a second time, they sent me a letter like basically don't apply again, please. Like you're terrible. Um, and I never forget the letter, man. I, I was just devastated because, you know, I can play my lane as a PE teacher. You know, sometimes you got to rewrite your brand. Um, and so I went from being a basketball player to a PE teacher. Um, and, and Matthew McConaughey's book on green lights, he talks about if you can't rebrand, unbrand, then rebrand. Mm. And so I saw myself as this, I saw myself as this educated, this thought leader. Um, and so for me, not just a PE teacher, I, I mean, like the whistle was cool, man, but I wanted the suit and the tie. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, ooh. Uh, that's how I saw myself. So Some people um, just settle for the whistle, man. Nah, I can't. Message. Message. <laughs> nah, I know, I know. I took him to church on that one. Go ahead, bro. I never heard nah, that one. I nah. love it. I love it. <laughs> I want the suit and tie, dog. If the whistle was cool, but give me the tie. Ryan knows because I stay suited and booted daily when I'm in the office. But and that's a fact. But anyways, but um, but it's not about my dress. It's how about how I want to be presented. But again, that's yeah. that's just the framework in which I operate from. So nevertheless, but I wanted that doctrine, man. I wanted it for myself. I wanted it for myself. And it's being rejected twice reinforced this level of inadequacy that I felt for myself in my intelligence level, my my competence level. And so, um, but you know, it's kind of like my, it's kind of like Ron, when he figured it out, I figured it out that that was just one person's opinion. And so, mm. you know, that was just one person's opinion. And so all I had to do was get a little bit better and go back to the drawing board. And that's exactly what I did. And so it became this life lesson for me that when, and to Ron's credit, me being rejected is the best thing that ever happened to me. I mean, you imagine like I've graduated with an undergrad degree. I got two master's degrees at, let me see. Yeah, I got two master's degrees at this point. And I go um, to Target to buy grammar for dummies. I'm going back to the drawing board. I My ego's out the window. I don't care. Like, I'm getting this damn degree. I'm getting this shit. Because what happened was, was I remember early on, um, I was writing because I was I was journaling early, like just thoughts. And the one thing I used to do, dorky as it sounds, and this is how bad I wanted it just for myself. Like, I would write Rodney Lewis EDD. Dr. Rodney Lewis, I just write it over and over again, over and over and over. You know what I mean? And so what Stephen That's Covey loud. says, yeah, man. So what Stephen Covey says is that 
um, things happen twice. They happen in the mind first, then it happens in front of you, right? So I had already, I saw it message before I ever, before right. I ever saw it. Like I was, I, I saw it in here long before anybody ever called me that. And so, um, <clears throat> and when I got that opportunity, you know, um, to go ahead and follow through, it was like, I was the first one in my cohort to finish the dissertation. Like, yeah, I mean, you, when you say hungry, I was starving. I, I, it wasn't. It wasn't a matter of okay. I'm in. Let me. Uh. Uh-uh. I was like, I came to eat, and so man, I was reading all the books. Um, I'm the one. The first book I read cover to cover. Like, I mean, we had to read it was from good to great, and man, I, I remember man because I didn't have um our daughter then, so I'm I'm sitting down, get home for work, man, page one, just going through it, and then it was the Fred Factor, and I'm reading. I'm just reading all these books, and, and I'm fascinated with the work. I couldn't believe it, so me being rejected was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Greatest. Like I will go through that rejection again. I will go through all that again. It made me a stronger writer. It made me hungry. I had this desire. Um, and that's, and that desire when he went, when he went, when uh, Ron was struggling was what I was trying to feed to him at that time. Cause he, cause I would come home after work. Literally I sold my Xbox and everything. Like that's how I was locked in. Like you oh talk about, God. Oh, locked I sold in. that. I took, Man, I had the 360. I took it over to GameStop for two and a half years. Like, I'm not playing games. Like, this is just getting done. Like, That's right. we, all, we all have these um, these opportunities. They're all around us, right? And so you either hear them knock or you stay asleep. And for me, man, like, that door came open. The, the minute they said, they sent that letter and said, you're part of Cohort 6, it was a wrap. I knew I could do anything. So, you know, it just transformed for me into other things like learning another language. And Ron knows this, you know, I get on the phone and start sp- speaking Spanish to him, but he don't know what the hell I'm saying. But um, it was it was one of those things like in 2010, we had this Hispanic population in uh, Valley Park School District. Again, I learned Spanish as an assistant principal. I didn't learn it at the university. It just became a fascination. And so to be able to learn a different language without going to um, the, you know, studying it in school, like I'm just learning it on my own for the last 10 years, you know what I'm saying? Like for me, just something small like that, you can do whatever you want, man. Like, cause it what you remember we talked about before we started this podcast about time. And I've been yeah. putting the time in, I've been putting yeah. the work in. Time, man. Well, that's, those that man, you all story is, is fantastic. Uh, I'm so glad that y'all are here and, and, and yeah, to definitely. talk about this because I think it's something we really, really gotta get into and so yeah. we can establish a better framework for the way that we are participating in our and showing up for ourselves. Um, and so um, with that- That's the I'll most important you, keto. You said showing up for yourself. I just had oh to yeah. note that. Bars. Not, oh not yeah. for everybody else, but for you, yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, had, I have a, <clears throat> a lady who I work with, a fantastic woman. Her name's Kenya. Uh, she does a lot of my branding. Um, she's helped me with so, 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 so many things. Uh, she's brilliant. And one of the things that she said about- Um, We had a discussion one time. She's talking about entrepreneurs and things like that. She said the main reason entrepreneurs fail is because they stop showing up for themselves. It's not because it's too hard. Mm -hmm. It's because we stop showing up for ourselves. He said, she said, and a lot of people will show up for everything but themselves. Absolutely. That's what breaks a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of Mm self-starters. And I think that's because when you are not sure about what your purpose is, when you don't have your purpose intact, when you don't have these things it makes it easier to be lax. It makes it easier to let the dream die. Mm -hmm. And yes, you need time off and all that kind of stuff. But 
uh, the whole idea is that you're creating something, um, whether it is in your career, whether it is in your relationship, whether it is in, in whatever facet of your life, you're creating something that enables you to be your best self, not just enable someone else to be the, their best selves, because you can't get yep. You have to be able to show up for yourself. Otherwise, you'll never get the results that you're looking for as it pertains to your own growth and, and accomplishment. And that's why, like, you know, your purpose versus your goals is so important because the one should come first um, and then the other. Even if they come out of order, the one should still come first before the other, which is purpose. So yep. what would you define as a goal before before we go into what a purpose is? Yeah. We'll go with Ron first. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna ask you questions in tandem because there's two of y'all. So uh, <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> no, you got it, man. Yeah, yeah. Two message, two messages, one voice. Let's get yeah. it. Um, I'm gonna say this, man. Now, my brother, I love how he breaks this down. So I'm allow him to break it down. But for me, a goal is simply this: a goal or simply steps to help you maximize your purpose. That's how I look at a goal. That's it. Yeah. I, now, there are ways that there are real quick twin. There yeah. are ways for us to goal set. There are ways for us to achieve those goals via benchmarks. You can set benchmarks. You can have long term goals, mid term goals, short term goals. But to me, it doesn't matter what goal you have. For me, any goal that I've ever truly set, whether it was to lose weight, not, you know, whether it was um, to, to finish my PhD, whether it's to go and get an MBA, whatever that is, it is for the bigger purpose. I just don't have goals just to have them out there. They are to fulfill my purpose. Mm. Today is the day and now is the time. If you have a good idea, good intentions, and are looking for a way to get audience and to get your great message out to the world, I encourage you to start your very own podcast. You would be surprised the amount of folks who are waiting to hear your content. My name is Kibway Cooper, and I have been an audio engineer for the past seven years, and I am offering one-on-one -on -one coaching to help you get through the beginning stages of creating your very own podcast. Please reach out to me and let me know how I can help you. My email address is empoweryoupodcast at gmail.com. We offer one-on-one -on -one coaching, a live masterclass, and even a 10-module course that will take you through the entire process of creating, producing, and distributing your podcast to your very own listeners. This is a great avenue to connect with your audience and to connect with people who are in need of your voice. Again, reach out to me at empoweryoupodcast at gmail.com and let's get your podcast started today. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, he, he hit it, Ryan hit the nail on the head, you know, but Ryan knows I'm a, I'm, uh, I, I'm greedy when it gets to the details. And so, um, I do think there are three types of goals. <clears throat> One is a process goal. Um, those are the everyday things. For example, I'm going to walk two miles every day. It's a process goal, totally in your control. Now, now just listen to this. The second is a performance goal. Um, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to lose 10 pounds. Doesn't tell you how you're gonna do it. Just tells you're gonna lose 20 pounds. Don't know how you're gonna do it, right? That's where your process come in. And then the third is an outcome goal, an outcome goal. I wanna be healthier. 
okay? And if you really look at that, that's a very linear process. That's process performance outcome, right? And so what happens is people say, I wanna live healthier and they don't have a performance goal and they don't have process goals. So I think the, the goal setting is fine, but like, I'll give you an example for me. So, and Ron shares this, right? I certainly wanna live healthy, that's an outcome. Um, I, w- I certainly wanna get stronger, that's performance, but what's the process? Well, we're working out five, six days a week, you see? An hour at a time, sometimes maybe 90 minutes, just depends. So, um, you know, that's what we're, so when we're talking about goals, you can control process, you can control performance nine times out of 10. You can't, it's very difficult to control outcomes because typically on outcome, like I want a job. I, I want to work for Apple. Well, Apple might not hire me, <laughs> you know? So, but if you do, if, you, if your process is right and your performance is right, you set your outcome to be up for success. Oh yeah, right? yeah. So you set your outcome up, but at the same time, so here's what we do. We focus more on process. We focus more on performance and let God take your outcome. Come on now. Absolutely. Come on now. Come on, that's so that, that's what I'm talking about. Man, listen, purpose over provision. Absolutely. Purpose mm-hmm. over provision. Mm-hmm. If you handle your purpose and commit to your purpose, the provision will present itself. Oh, absolutely. It well, here's the thing, it's it's going to drive the goals. I mean, you asked the goal question first, yeah. and I think that's respectable because we probably need to talk about how to do it. I mean, we'll talk about purpose in a few minutes, but all these goals mm-hmm. that we're talking, we're talking about goals. I mean we're talking about toward a purpose, like, right. Like right. I'm not For just doing this to reason. do it. I'm doing it because it helps fulfill that thing that, that it helps keep that fire burning with inside of me, regardless of what these sectors are, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's right. being better at my job or whether it's picking up another language or whether it's being, um, you know, fitness or writing a book, all of it is serving, guiding my purpose. And we'll get into that, but this ain't just haphazard. I don't just have goals just because I have them. No, they're driving me toward a destination. Mm, so and goals. So this in three in, in in three basic steps. A goal is is a, is a process and performance. it's a performance and it's an and it's outcome. An outcome. Yeah, absolutely, basic type of goals. Um, absolutely. And so if you're trying to get to some destination, you have to identify uh, uh, what your process is going to be, what your yep. action steps are going to yep. be. And that will guide you to the outcome that is 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 purpose led and purpose driven. Uh, that's right. love. That's love. Were, were you gonna and, say something? And I'll wrong? tell you, man. Like, yeah, I was just gonna say, man. Think about um, purpose and goals. Like, you're driving to a vacation destination, mm-hmm. right? So, where am I going? Oh, we're going to Florida. Well, my purpose of packing up my car, saving up my money. The, the reason why I'm doing, you know, doing all those things is to get to Florida. We're going to take a drive to get to Florida. Well, what's the process that we're going to do? Well, we're going to take the car. Perfect. So then what do we have to do to achieve and make the process even better? Well, we got to save up some money. So now I got to save up a little money. I got to, I got to pack some clothes. I got to um, um, call the hotel or wherever I'm staying. I got to do all those little things. And then the outcome should be in three days we get to Florida and we have a good time and blah, blah, blah. And I think sometimes people, they, they want the destination, but they don't want to take some of the steps to get there. They want the purpose. They don't want the sacrifice. Mm, right. Oh, and that's, that's just been digging up a sacrifice. lot of people. I mean, yeah. Right. So in order to read, in order for your, Dr. Miles Monroe said the greatest, our greatest goal is human beings. Rest in peace, Dr. Miles Monroe. Our greatest goal as human beings is simply to become. Mm-hmm. 
what God has designed us to become. Mm. That's your purpose. And people want to put purpose in titles. Exactly. They want to put purpose in positions. Those are different. Nope. My position is not my purpose. Those are outcomes. My purpose is not to be mm. correct. My purpose is to be inspiring. My purpose in life is to lead a generation of people, whoever, that may be in a classroom, but that may be in a seminar. That may just be on this podcast. That has nothing to do with me being a professor in a sense. Like I don't, my purpose is not to be a professor. It is to be a teacher, but it may not be in a classroom. Right. It may be one-on-one. It may be within a group, right. but it's still to be a teacher. So, so I think sometimes people get like, my purpose is to work for a company, but what no. if the company don't no longer exists? Right. What if the company Your no longer wants you? What if that company exactly. don't want <laughs> Exactly. And let me just say this. I honestly believe this. Your purpose is freestanding from anything that's that's man-made. Facts. I'm going to say that one again. Yes, it is freestanding. I will. Our purpose as human beings is freestanding from anything that's made man. I mean, that's made by a man. So what I mean by this my purpose in life is not to work at a university. But again, as I said, it is to be a teacher. So it doesn't matter if I work at a university or not work at a university. I am designed to spread a message Preach. and to help the world heal and to help the world be better. It doesn't matter the modality, my brother. It could be in a classroom, out the classroom, on the podcast, not on the podcast. It could be on a phone call. It has nothing to do with me getting hired or being fired. It has everything to do with your, you can never get fired from your purpose, but you can always get fired from your job. That's the difference, brother. You know what I'm saying? My purpose is not wrapped up in the paycheck. Right. Mm. Mm. But it's wrapped up in my principles right. and my values. That comes from what's in me, not what is out of me. Man, I'm still stuck on what you said a second ago. You said two things. One, you said my purpose <laughs> is not to be correct. There, that's so key to me because I think sometimes I know from my own experience, sometimes we get so wrapped up in being a thing or a person mm -hmm. or this idea about ourselves that yeah. we forget that humility is the ultimate key to growth. You have to be willing to grow more, willing to 100%. see that you don't have it all figured out, willing to yep. overcome the next stage of who you think you're becoming. You know what I mean? And then mm -hmm. the other thing that you said was that your purpose should be freestanding of any man-made entities. That's a listen, fact. Yes. When I tell that's, you, that's, that's oh real, bro. Goodness, hey, that's listen. Real. We when put I, so much emphasis on our status and our mm -hmm. things and, yep. and, and the, the stuff yep. that you want to get people for Christmas because it's holiday time and the kind of car you want to mm -hmm. show up to, you know, in to mm -hmm. the gatherings mm -hmm. or, or, or the kind of wife you want or the kind of woman mm -hmm. you want or, or the type of uh, guy you want, whoever, whatever it is, you know, that you, you miss the whole point. Like this should have your purpose, who you are as a human being should have nothing to do with anything else someone else can add to you because that it, is the thing is, that. now what's really crazy about that is that it it can't be created by a man because it's already been created it's already in you you, you can't create it's it it's already there it's already there it's your job to get it out it's your job to exude it it's your job to grow and cultivate it mm. a car won't do that a pair of jays won't do that a suit and tie won't do that a, a degree won't do that yep so it can't be recreated. It has already been created. It's already there. Correct. 
Right. I believe that the great, I believe that the great creator. So this is my domain. This is how I look at the world. My, my, I believe God, the great creator, whatever you believe in, I believe that he, he puts all of the tools within a living thing to be successful in the environment that it is destined to be successful Thanks. in. Let me say it again. He does not give the a fish claws. He does not. <laughs> he does not give a lion wings because a lion doesn't need the wings. Fact. He doesn't give fish feet because in order for the fish to be successful, it has to be in this proper domain, which is the water, but it has all the tools to be successful in the water, no different than the king of the jungle, no different than the birds in the sky. But you never hear a bird say, man, I wish I was a lion. You never hear a dog say, man, I should be a cat. Because they don't even have the capacity to look beyond what they already have, unlike human beings who have free will. So I could look at a singer and say, man, I wish I could be the singer, but you're not designed to sing. You're not designed to sing. Oh, I wish I could be a great podcaster like Kidway. I'm not designed to do that. Could I make podcasts? I probably can. I don't know. I never tried. But I'm just saying, like, each one of us has something special within us to make each one of us successful. And what I'm saying is once you find your purpose or your domain, then you can start to become and utilize the tools that the great creator has given you to be successful. But when you are literally a fish out of water and you know you're an artist and you're working in banking mm. and you're struggling consistently mm. all to make a paycheck. Yes. At the end of the week, do you have enough to pay your bills? You do. But also at the end of the week, you don't have enough to repay your soul. Mm. And your soul is help driving your purpose because that's what makes you feel fulfilled, right. happy, right. full of energy instead of like, man, I'm doing this again. So as I'm a professor, everything is in line with my purpose. I just have another domain to work in. Mm. I right. see it right there. Right. Yeah. And, and which, which leads to my next question. Mm. So, so. Yeah. Well, how would you, how do you define what your purpose is? How do you discover that you're the fish out of water? Maybe that's all you know. You grew up on, yep. in, in, on, on, the, on the, the rocks, you know, and you're not meant to be there. You know, you talking about y'all are just two fat kids from, from St. Louis, but you weren't supposed to be there, those fat kids. You had to figure out, and shout out to any, you know, please don't get offended. I'm, this is yeah, just no, 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 That's no, just, no, just no. how we describe it. That's how we describe wrong with that. Uh, We're in a different society. <laughs> <laughs> we love all but, people but so. but you 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 realize that you're in an environment that you're not supposed to be meant to so how do you how do you yeah. transcend that so how for somebody who, who just stumbling on this podcast how do they decide or discover that's a better word discover yeah, their purpose what their domain is how do you realize yeah. man i'm a bird and i've been in the the hen house or yeah. I really have a desire to swim, but no one around me swims or yeah. I have a desire to be uh, 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 some crazy influencer or, or, or a podcaster mm -hmm. or an inspirational speaker mm -hmm. or a PhD Whatever. and don't nobody around me aspire to do any of those things. How do you break into your domain and discover, yeah. you know, that purpose? And so listen, it is so interesting. Ahead, yeah, definitely. Like, I really think 
I could be wrong by this. Maybe some people out there don't know, but I think people got a clue, man. They're Sherlock Holmes. They got a clue. Mm. The problem, though, the problem, though, and it could be something crazy like, I don't know, you want to start your own clothing line, you know, or something like that. You know, it could just be something just, they got a clue. The problem is they're afraid. Mm. They're afraid. I was speaking to someone in my office and, a, and, and the person said, what do, like, wh what do you think I should do in terms of my career? Now I'm in HR. I looked at the individual and said, well, the, and this is exactly what I told her. I said, see, the problem is you're trying to put my vision of you into a title. I can't do it. Cause I, I, I see you as impacting change long-term. You see yourself relegated to a title, right? And so I said, you could do this, this, and this. The person said, but yeah, I'm kind of afraid to do those things. I know. That's why you're doing this. That's why you're asking me. Because if you weren't afraid, you would be doing it and you would never have this conversation with me. You see what I mean? So what really, people have a clue. They're locked in. But it's all the outside influence that really gets in people's way. One, they get in their own way. Two, the outside noise gets in their way. So they block themselves internally. And then you got the external noise. And when those two pieces get together, it just says, you know what? It is safer for me just to go be the banker because everybody's telling me, that artists don't make money. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so you kill your purpose and you suppress it and you and then you let people convince you, oh, that's just a silly dream. You don't make any money like that. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right, I don't. And all, all mm -hmm. inside you feel like you've rejected yourself. You just reject and, yourself. Let me, and I'm going to say, how do you know? Well, this is how I've realized. And I, I this is just my simple formula. So people that are listening, please take it use it if someone asks you hey i need you to do x on thursday hypothetically what would x be and they say oh by the way i can't pay you to do it when this when you woke up on thursday what would that thing be that you know you're not getting paid to do but you were so excited to do and you prepared to do it at the highest level to me that's a, that's a first step in purpose. Mm. That does not mean it's not going to be racked with fear or anxiety. I remember our first speech to remember that? <laughs> Dude. There were, bro, there were like four cars <laughs> in the parking lot. At the and Urban League. You, <laughs> at the Urban League in St. Louis. And there were four cars in the parking lot. And we were up to what? Three, oh. four in the morning the night before. Like, just, bro, bro we were so jazzed up. <laughs> like, we thought we were like Tony Robbins' stepsons, bro. Like, come on. We thought we were, we thought we just got paid 50 racks for that. Dude, it was like 10 people in the spot, man. And you, dude, it we was, were up all oh, night preparing for this speech, man. It was crazy. We were, we so, were so excited. It was perfect. It was so purposeful, though. It was, so man. I look at purpose from that thing, man, where if you didn't get paid to do it, but you would still do it, you, you're moving in the right direction. Mm. You're moving in the right direction. And But here's the beauty of it, though. This is how this is how the universe works. When you find your purpose, you get so excited to do it, and we love good energy. So we are listening to good energy. We'll be around good energy. And then what happens is people actually want to pay you to do it because you're so good at it, because you're practicing, practicing it so much. You're so good at it and you have so much enthusiasm to give about it, you get more money within your purpose 
than you get doing something else. It's amazing it's just, how that it's, works. It's just, it just works that way. And I've always found that to be, and I'll tell you, here's another thing real quick, uh, Kibway, that I found. When you work in your purpose, what, what's the reason people say they don't want to go for their dreams? Oh man, like how am I going to feed myself? How am I going to eat? Let me promise you people that are listening. When you know your purpose, when you find your domain, you will never have to worry about the money. You never have to worry about the clothes on your back, the shoes on your feet, or the roof over your head. Because within the domain is also everything you need to be successful. Mm. Facts. That is a period. And I'm telling you, I am living proof of it that when I started with my brother and I kind of had to split away because for the last three years, I, this all I've been doing is just speaking and traveling. I mean, I tell you, man, I applied for, uh, to work at Ivy Tech. And I, and I loved Ivy Tech. I mean, I, I really appreciate the institution. Did some adjunct work there. But I'm talking to my fiance and I applied. I didn't want to apply for that job, bro. I did not want to apply for I did it because it was safe, bro. With tears in my eyes, I looked at this woman. I said, look, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, I swear, bro. I was like, I do not want to do this. She said, write the letter, write the letter and tell him you want to um, remove your name from consideration. And I think you should just go for it. And, and sometimes here's another thing. When you are trying to find that true purpose, you got to borrow someone else's faith in you. You got to borrow their courage. That's why it's so important. When people say you need good people around you, this is why. My brother did the same thing when it came to PE. He borrowed his wife's perspective. Mm -hmm. You got to borrow someone else's perspective that you trust and love because you don't have it. It's like, look, can I get some gas? All right, look, I'm going to put some gas. I'm going to pay you back. And I paid her back tenfold. We went to Miami for a birthday. We were chilling. I paid for that. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not bragging on the paper, but I'm bragging on the purpose. And once you have that, brother, you ain't got to worry about all this other stuff. The reason you don't start is because you're worried about the money, but the very thing that's going to give you the freedom that you want is in the purpose that you're afraid to start. Mm, hold on. You got to go back, though. <laughs> He said, my man said, you got to do a rewind on that one. You said you got to borrow somebody else's faith. I think that is... You have to borrow somebody else's faith, man. That is a profound way to put that because... Hold on, kid, wait. Hold on, let me just say this real quick, bro, because this is so important. Because we do it the opposite all the time. When someone tells you you can't do something, we borrow their perspective, Uh, which helps you not do it. uh, So you got to borrow someone else's perspective. When they say you can do it, go that route. See, we do it so much on the opposite way. My mm. mama say I couldn't do it. My girl say I couldn't do it. And he's like, yeah, you all right, man. Nah, because you got to... When someone says, baby, go for it, you got to be like, okay. Thank you, I'm doing it. I'm I'm... when my brother, when that came to my PhD, I bought my brother's confidence in me. I told you my know, man, get it done. His, get it done. So it was his words that helped me write through the night when I didn't want to write anymore. So you have to borrow someone else's perspective that's positive. That's why when people talk about being around positive energy and positive energy is contagious, it's so true. Today is the day and now is the time. If you have a good idea, good intentions, and are looking for a way to get audience and to get your great message out to the world, I encourage you to start your very own podcast. You would be surprised the amount of folks who are waiting to hear your content. My name is Kibway Cooper, and I have been an audio engineer for the past seven years 
years and I am offering one-on-one coaching to help you get through the beginning stages of creating your very own podcast. Please reach out to me and let me know how I can help you. My email address is empoweryoupodcast at gmail.com. We offer one-on-one coaching, a live masterclass, and even a 10-module course that will take you through the entire process of creating, producing, and distributing your podcast to your very own listeners. This is a great avenue to connect with your audience and to connect with people who are in need of your voice. Again, reach out to me at empoweryoupodcast at gmail.com and let's get your podcast started today. Wow, man, you said you got to borrow somebody else's faith in you because we borrow their negative opinions all the time. That's Bro, we clutch, don't borrow man. it. We, we, we that's, pay for it. That's, that's major we key it. because we don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard it that way before. And, I, and that's a great mm-hmm. way to put it because we all have had those moments and experiences where all of us, we literally allow somebody else or something else to talk us out of our innermost uh, uh, desire or or intuition, our knowing, our, our sense of self. And, you know, when you're the, the mm, oh, my goodness, when you're when you're discovering your purpose, mm. you need that support. You need it. you need but that look, support. Here's the thing. Let me add this. You don't need 50. You just need one person to be like, go for that. Right. You need one consistent voice. So sometimes that consistent voice may be a professor. It may be a mentor. It may be your brother like me. It may be your sister like mine. But it may be your parents. Our parents have been a constant force. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. And sometimes that positive energy falls numb. But why... I don't understand this, though. And I don't want to get off on a tangent, but that negative energy never falls numb. When someone says you can't do something, you're like, yeah, well, you may be right. Mm. But see, here's the thing. When you find your purpose, come on, man. When you find your purpose, someone say, hey, I never forget. I was in Orlando, gave this seminar. I was like 50 people in the room. I get the evals back, the evaluations. They do evaluations. Like, oh, you know, Ryan, he can get better at this. I'm like, who, what? What you mean I can get better? And here's it. Why would your perspective one out of, I don't know, a thousand people I've spoken in front of, why would your perspective be the benchmark for me? Mm. Not happening, bro. I set my benchmark too. There's, there's... Okay, I would, but I set my own benchmark because I know my purpose. You can't tell me what I am good at and what I'm not good at. You can't tell me. I don't know what you came into my presentation with. You probably been, you know, you were sad. You probably was mad the night before. I don't know. But you're not gonna tell Ron Lewis who Ron Lewis is designed to be. That's my job. That's between me and the great creator non-negotiable mm, but but don't you need cosigns don't you need all these other people to, to tell you you're you great or you just need one I, I don't you just need one hey bro man. i got my built-in friend my twin yeah. if it's bad he's the most authentic person i know when it comes to me my fiance she'll let me know that ain't it you can do better my sister she'll let me know that ain't it so I'm just saying, I have people that I trust, but they know all of me. They don't know parts of me. And that's the problem that we, we, we surround ourselves with people that know parts of us. And then they have us rethinking, re-guessing about what our purpose is. Mm. You know what your purpose is because you woke up this morning with it on your mind and your heart. And every day you don't do it, it's still knocking at you every day consistently saying, why are you not coming to me? But keep this in mind. 
What you're running toward is running towards you. What you're run, running from is still running towards you. Meet it in the middle. Mm. So, so you know, that's... You got to borrow somebody else's faith in you. Man. You do. That's, that's a really great way to put that, man. Um, and I think sometimes that 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 faith you got to borrow may not come from somebody directly around you like i grew up in gary indiana right and i came from a really good family very thankful for all of them but i was i've always been kind of like off the deep end just a little bit and Mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily they didn't you know discourage you know but at the same time they were just kind of like I think, you know, what you, you doing? You, yeah, you out there a little bit sometimes, you know, and what what I started to do was I started to listen to podcasts. I started to listen to books. I started 100%. to listen to people speak and yep. you borrow that confidence. Yes, you do. That's why podcasts like this are so important. That's why the Lewis influence is so important, because they are yep. giving you that confidence they are giving you something that you can borrow to encourage you to step out on faith even when you're the most unlikely candidate to get it done you know what i'm saying like and i think what's so important is i borrow from tony robbins i borrow from from les brown dr miles Monroe. i saw because here's the thing even though everything to, to reach my purpose, everything is within me to be successful, mm. 100%. Mm-hmm. But even though everything is within me, sometimes you got to go through some different books to read how to get it out of you. If I'm building a table, yeah, could I build a table? I could, but I need, there's an instruction manual. I go to the Bible. That's life's instruction manual for me. Or you may go to someone else's interpretation of that. That's Dr. Miles Monroe. Or someone else's interpretation of life. That's Tony Robbins. It could be a podcast. So yes, you have to borrow. And it is absolutely okay to borrow other people's perspectives, other people's confidence. Even if they don't know you directly, they know your human potential. Borrow. Use it. And then give it to someone else. Don't keep it for you. Give it to someone else. That's that's brilliant. So to anybody out here who's just coming onto the podcast, or who's trying to figure out and discover their purpose, you got to start listening. You got to tap in because sometimes yeah. what's in you is not around you, and you got to pull ooh, from ooh. things that no, are no, not around that. you. Say it again. I love that. Sometimes, Say that again, bro. sometimes what's in you is not around you, and so you Bars. have to reach out. And pull it in. So you yes. got to listen to Empower You podcast. You got to listen yes. to the Les Browns, the Tony Robbins. The yeah, you might Whoever, think that yeah. sometimes that there are some anxieties around following people because you feel like somebody's image or their their impact is so massive. There's no way you fit into that picture. But that's yes. that's the opposite of what you should be feeling. It's a natural thing to be skeptical about new changes that you need to make. However, when you start to feed yourself and borrow Mm -hmm. from other people's uh, encouragement, their belief in you, their faith, their strategies, you'll find that there's so much human experience that is relatable from every person that even as you implement your process goal, you can use mm-hmm. their faith, their belief system, their Absolutely. encouragement to 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 inform your action, your performance goals, which then are influenced or influence your ability to get to your purpose, to get to your outcome goal. Does what, that make sense? What is, more, what, what is more powerful than somebody saying, 
I believe in you, you can do it. Like, what's more powerful than that? Like when you don't think you can and one person says you can get it done. Like I just think that's from somebody you trust, somebody you love. Like I did this commencement speech Ron told you about. I did this commencement speech and I told him, like, yeah, I'm doing this commencement speech for Mary University where I got my doctor from. I mean, that in itself is crazy because 10 years ago, this time I was graduating. 10 years later, I'm giving a commencement speech. Crazy to me. Mm. But um, so I do the speech and it's a virtual thing. So it's just myself and audience. It's myself. Nobody's in the audience, but they all put it together for the graduates. So I did. I told him like, yeah, man, I think I did a good job. So he just saw it last night. Oh, I sent it to him last night. Um, it was on YouTube. He sends it back like, yo, that shit was fire. I'm like, <laughs> you think it was fire? I did. He's I did. like, yo, that that had tears in my eyes. Man, he's giving me all this feedback from his, because, you know, my brother's a speaker, right? And so he's giving me all this feedback, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, if he thought it was fire, it <laughs> must be dope. <laughs> right. So, then, I mean, this is like a real-life example of, like, Somebody that that you admire in a certain space, and you get out there and you do it, or somebody that you just trust gives you that raw feedback. Because if it, listen, let me tell you one thing about my man. If it was cool, he would have been like, "Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. You could have did this and that." Like, you know, I would, I would have known. Like, he wasn't really feeling it. Like, you know what I'm saying? You would have told me that. If he was like, "No, that was cool, man. Nice job." I'd be like, "Damn, all right, man. What'd you think?" He's like, "Yeah, you could have did this." But when he was like, "No, man, that thing had me lit. I'm gonna let my class listen to it." I was like. The first thing I told him was, I'm going to send it out to the other people. He said, you send it out to everybody. I'm like, oh, it's not okay. We're going to make sure you get that, kid boy. I used that momentum. I used that momentum. I used his energy to fuel me. So now it makes me, because here's the thing, like the historical piece to that, we go on the road. And, you know, I mean, with all due respect, my man shut it down. I mean, he he get on the mic and he's going to shut it down. We We start speaking and we speak in tandem, right? But then when he gets in, when he gets in Ron mode, you just take a step back and let my man work. He's in the kitchen, let him do his artistry. So I take a step back. So, you know, so he, to me, he's the standard for me. I mean, this dude, I, I could just sit back and just watch him. I told him one time we went, um, we were down in Southwest Missouri. I'm like, damn, yo, bro, I appreciate the bread, but next time I could have just carried the bag and sat in the audience. Like, I didn't even have to be there with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I appreciate you. You probably feel like you got shortchanged. I agree. I agree. You did. We split the dough, but like, you probably feel like you should have got it all. You should have. You probably didn't have to pay me. You probably should have got it all. So, hearing that feedback and getting that and getting his energy. Like, it made me think, like, oh, snap, maybe that was better than I thought. Or maybe I didn't give myself enough credit. Because those people that you love, they'll give you that real honest feedback. Right. And then they'll propel you. So I will be honest with you. I mean, somebody asked me to do a speech again. I was like, oh, man, I know exactly the formula, the blueprint. Yeah. Because the person I trust the most told me that what you did right there set the mark. That set the benchmark for yourself. Right. So you you can propel and go higher. So definitely, like using somebody else's energy to propel your own critical. Wow. So, so tell me one to three things or maybe one major thing. I'm going to just do that. Tell me one major thing you had to um, change about yourself when you started differentiating your purpose versus your goal. 
because once you establish your purpose, this is the other part about purpose that is so painful and that people don't like to talk about. Your purpose is going to come with a list of opportunities. It is also going to come with a list of do nots. It's also going to come with a list of things that you have to cut probably permanently from your life. And if you do so, you will be able to gain the leverage to do something different with your life, to do something that makes your life more meaningful. And we don't like to talk about the stuff that we just can't do anymore. The standards we have to have for ourselves, the, the way we have to get up in the morning, the way we have to show up for ourselves and the fundamentals that it takes, the discipline it takes um, to be able to to do that. There is no no one was great who just did anything. No one was. No one was great that just did anything. Every one of the people who, who most of us look up to had a list of do nots have had to say, I can't do this anymore because it doesn't fit into my purpose. And 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 my goal is to reach my purpose. So whatever is going to whatever needs to be trimmed, changed. Uh, um, I need to delete numbers. I need to, you know, whatever it is, you have to do that. You know, whether it's quitting your job, whether it's stop seeking validation from everybody else, you know, tell me about one thing that was major for you that you had to do in order that you had to change in order to, to pursue your purpose. Man, let me tell you something. Then this is easy for me. Self-love. Bar none, self-love. And here's why. Because to me, the world is in a constant battle of resistance. I can, I can't. I will, I won't. I should, I shouldn't. Opportunities, obstacles, successes and failures, faith or fear, night and day. It's always resistance from one to the next. If you feel like you can do something, there's probably some resistance in the back of your mind saying, nah, you can't really do that. If someone is telling you that, yo, you did a good job, someone's probably saying, nah, it ain't that good. We always got the two voices that we're always going against each other. You can and you can't. And when you have this over, when you find, see, to me, once you start to discover your purpose, what you says if you shall seek you shall find if you shall knock it shall be open these are bi- see here's the thing people miss the biblical principles when we're talking purpose we're also talking the two great commandments of the bible that the great jesus said that love thyself like you love thy enemies and love god with all your heart loving thyself first is so critical So when you find your purpose, in my estimation, and as you start to discover, you start to develop the self-love. And once you maximize that self-love, obstacles, the things that were these so-called barriers or people in your life that were these so-called barriers, individuals start to turn, in my estimation, to opportunities. It's not as painful. Are there challenges? Yes. I'm not saying we are absolved from challenges. I'm just saying now we have the emotional stamina to overcome challenges. So when the more you start to love yourself, 
the more you continuously start to love yourself and embrace your purpose and embrace who you are and what you are, the easier it becomes to fulfill that purpose because you know that the challenges are already embedded in the success and you're okay with that. You know that if you if your goal is to be a doctor and you take a test in your undergrad, but your goal and you feel like your life's mission is to be a physician, then passing the test, okay, I didn't do well, no big deal. I get back on it again. So that's that's what I honestly believe, man. That's one thing that has changed for me. And again, it was so it was so much easier to just say no. That's not that's not what I do, and I was okay with that. So self love for me has been absolutely critical. And I'll tell you, man, <laughs> some people are going to confuse your idea of self-love with cockiness and arrogance. And I'm going to tell you, listeners, that's not what I'm suggesting. I'm not suggesting be cocky or arrogant or saying, you're, I am better than you. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I love myself so much, I just won't quit on myself. I love myself so much that if you tell me what I can't do, and I know I'm designed to do it, I'm going to listen to me first before I listen to a half of you. That's all I'm saying. Mm. I think I, I, I think a great question is, can you achieve your purpose without self-love? Because I'm, I'm almost convinced that, that going for something so great as bringing to life the design you see in your head takes so much sacrifice. It takes so much of you that if you actually don't love yourself, I don't know how you can bring it to light. Because the minute that person tells you that it's a crappy idea, nobody's gonna wanna see you with your own perfume line. Nobody's gonna wanna see you creating podcasts. Who's gonna listen to you? When all that crap comes up, you have to love yourself enough to say, I appreciate that, thanks. And move on and be like, I'm getting this done. Mm. I'm not talking confidence. I'm talking love, deep internal love. That person that you see in the mirror that you can look back and say, I love you. Thank you. Let's get this done. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself. You know how many times I talk to myself, Kiwi? I just be in the mirror talking to myself. You got it, big dog. I wake up feeling shitty. I just smile at myself like, let's go get it, big dog. Let's go let's get, get it. it. Right? Yep. So, I, you know, for, for me, preparation. 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 I, spend, I spend probably the majority of my life preparing. Mm. Your podcast, yeah, I did. did. Preparation is the key for me. Um, Peyton Manning was notorious for for preparing for football games weeks at a time. You know, they play once a week, but his preparation started um, on Monday to prepare for Sunday. Preparation is key. So, like for your podcast, I'm not bragging and I'm not gloating. I was up to like one in the morning. I probably put about two hours in my prep. I don't even know if we're going to use all the stuff that I prepared for, but I, I don't go to anything. Nothing half stepping. Mm. Nothing. Yep. Nothing. You ain't gonna. Uh, if you ask me to do something, I'm giving you everything. If I can't give you everything, either we reschedule, or I'm gonna burn the midnight oil to get it done. Yep. Period. I don't go into yep. anything half stepping because you know why. And we're not gonna get. We're not really gonna get into this. But my purpose, Kiwi, is related to my brand. So anytime you see Rodney Lewis etched on something, you know it's coming with the gold standard. Right. Period. That's right. I, yep. Here's the thing. Not just for the public, for myself. And when I meditate, I, I meditate at the highest level. Yeah, that's self. That's self love. You know, you know you want to go there and represent yourself correctly. You want to be able to be used. You want to be a vessel in whatever capacity. Yep. You got to get yourself together. You know, I do shows yep. and things like that, and and mm -hmm. and I, I completely resonate with that preparation. And one of the things that I 
uh, um, that I've been thinking about is just, you know, you have to honor your preparation. Give yourself the opportunity to show up as the best self you can be. Because if you don't give yourself the opportunity because you're too doing, you're too busy doing whatever it is. And, you know, we all got stuff, you know, but if you don't give yourself the opportunity to get where you're trying to go, well, then you can't expect somebody else to 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 give you more of an opportunity than you're willing to give to yourself. That's what I'm saying. It's the it's the it's the preparation. It's the preparation within myself, like whether I'm meditating, get my mind right, the training to get my body right, the reading. You know, having good people around me, like my twin, to get my soul right, make sure my soul, my wife. That's the type of preparation I'm talking about. When it comes to the task, now it's easy work. Mm. You ask me to be on the podcast or twin says, man, we got this opportunity. You better believe. Just like that first speech. That first speech probably had like eight, ten people. I don't even know if they probably paid them to show up just to listen to them. Mm. We were up to like two or three in the morning. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was like a 30, 45 minute speech. But we were up. I mean, because it had to be right. And so... You know, we don't care. I don't carry a perfectionist um, attitude. I don't carry that. I just want to make sure that anytime that I put my name on something, somebody can already understand that level of excellence that's going to come from. Right. Now, they now that at least from, from my standard, and I'm only concerned with my standard, right? So as long as I put the time in, as long as I'm prepared, I'm going to let everything else take, again, I'm going to let the outcomes take care of itself. I've done the process. I've done the performance. I'm going to let everybody else garner their own opinions about what I've done. That's right. Oof. That's good. Um, what what would be a tip that you would give uh, young people, older people, um, especially my black and brown brothers and sisters who are, yeah. are, are, are yeah. struggling right now? Got coronavirus. Yeah. You got all these uh, plethora of, of social justice issues. You have a lot of young people of all races who are really upset and they're frustrated. And you got a lot of old folks who don't understand who, you know, yep. that the world is so, so, so much different than it was when they grew up. Um, and it's not that it's different in a principle. It's different in the way that it functions and the way that it impacts other people and the, and the, the new toys that are involved in that. And, uh, you know, you just got a lot of people who are who are who are struggling right now. And one of the things that I always, you know, say is, is I think young people are powerful. I love it. I love the fact that y'all that young if, to any of y'all who are listening, um, and young energy, baby. Yes, I love it. I yeah. think it's amazing. The fact that you yes. catch on the tools so fast and apps and trends and you are learning the, the, they gain platforms. Yes. They, you, they, they reach people. Yes. They and understand. We, they understand. And it's really yeah. great. It's powerful. And I think the main thing that's missing in some cases is the direction because sometimes as as the older people, as the OGs or, or whoever you are, we can be so busy trying to control these young people. And it's not that discipline and, and, and preparation like you talked about is not necessary. But we also got to hype them up and give them love and give them strategies on how to find themselves and discover their purpose, which is another reason why this podcast exists. It's because for absolutely free dollars, I want you to be able to sit down with people like the Lewis influence and, and just hear their perspectives just, just for an hour of your time, just spend, turn off your music, just give yourself practice that amount of self love to, to, to listen to some people or to uh, some content that's truly meant to speak into you. And so um, 
I'm going to ask this one question before, you know, before we go into the thought exercise, but what, what advice would you give to, to people who are young people, especially because my heart goes out to them um, because they just don't have the time. They've got more trauma than they have time. And that is so hard to overcome um, because you don't even have the, the, the years of perspective to really process some of the things that some of these young people have been through. Like I, I remember, and you know, I'm just going to be transparent here. When we had, um, during the summer when George Floyd was mur- murdered on TV and, uh, uh, Breonna Taylor, Taylor was murdered in her house. And, uh, you know, there, there was a lot of unrest here in the city where I live and I participated in different, um, demonstrations, um, and all of which were peaceful. Um, I, I understand that there's all these narratives and the news will continue to show you images of the things that happened, but, uh, understand that in any group of people, um, there's going to be probably two out of every 10 or 20 out of every hundred that are prone to that behavior. And it doesn't mean that, um, you know, that doesn't mean that they're not entitled to their anger, but sometimes you can behave or or do things that, you know, can distract from your purpose uh, of, of you being there. And so I was, uh, I was there demonstrating with people and there were some really tense moments that came up, man. There were some really, really, a defining moments um, that happened, you know, with the police, with with all kinds of different things. And one of the things that I noticed was that there was so much pain in every one of these young people who I was standing around, who, you know, I was chanting with. And, and there was so much pain and trauma. Um, even as a grown man, uh, I, I was I was humbled by the weight of what these young people are carrying with them based off of their family situations, based off of stuff that they have had ultimately no, um, no control over. Um, it's, it's, it's what we talked about, you know, how, how do I, you know, uh, um, find my purpose or, or bring out what's in me when it's not around me, you know? And I think you all can probably both attest to this as teachers, um, that you meet students who have just, uh, tremendous challenges right off jump right off jump okay can't do nothing about it you just have to try to figure out how to get them from point a to point b because they're gonna have to deal with this some kind of way and so anytime you're in my presence i want to try to give you a light some kind of a leg up so we can get you where you need to be at because you have greatness but you have to get through this stuff what advice would you give them on how to overcome and how to discover uh, their purpose in 2020 with all the different, uh, you know, uh, apps and platforms and and ideas and new entrepreneurs popping up out of nowhere, which is amazing. (laughs) You know, this pandemic, man, it opened up a great door. Folks are just like, oh, I ain't doing this. mm -mm, Y'all ain't gonna give me no PP. I ain't, uh -uh. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not doing it. And I believe in that. I believe what you said earlier about your your purpose should have absolutely nothing to do with man-made structures. That is what you yep. are born here to do and designed to do. That's your domain. And don't nobody get to take that from you. And I completely believe that because I have spent years in jobs and contracts, working with clients, being freelance, constantly trying to gain the respect of the people who I was working with or for because 
I hadn't figured out that you don't need any of these people to be exactly who you're supposed to be. They are just the situations that you are in. You are still your biggest advocate, your biggest purpose, your biggest employer, your biggest client, your number one opportunity. It's you. It's not in something you associate yourself with. Exactly. So, you know, what, what would be your, what would be your, your tip on, on how to find purpose in 2020? Yeah. Um, so I'll tell you, man, here's what I'm finding, especially with a lot of, I, I say younger individuals, but I think this is just people in general, but especially younger people, they don't want to be wrong. Mm. I'm finding kids today. They just want to be right on the first try. That's a problem. Because the very thing that you need to be successful, you're trying to avoid, which is failure. Absolutely. And in a, in a, in a day and age where we capture things at an instance, people don't want to be embarrassed. Everything has to be flawless. Everything has to be um, failure proof. But there's nothing that's failure proof because success needs it for growth. Mm. You you need the seeds of failure to grow the tree of success. Oh Come on, God. man, stop playing with me. Oh so God. the problem, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, but people don't want to sprinkle those seeds because if you, who posts, hey, I just thrown three tests in a row. I just got fired three times, but I'm on my way on Facebook or Twitter. No one does that. Or people put out those, they put out posts, and I'm not knocking people that use social media, but I'm just saying, I just see people put out posts that say things like, just pray for me. Well, what's going on? What's going on? Just having going through a rough spot. Why you post? I personally don't see the point in posting that when that's something you need to go within to handle that. That's, That's an internal thing. So I think people don't, I think our young people, they don't start because they're afraid of failing. And, but, but again, the resistance is they want to be successful, but they don't want to fail. That's the great economy. You know what I'm saying? It is. It's like this trial and error that you have to be able to handle. So real quick, and then I'm gonna let my, the the big homie go. Um, So here's what I, here's what I would suggest. I call it the action cycle. Okay. So if you if you're listening, just take notes, follow me, and I promise you it will make sense. In order to get started in anything new, there, there's a great philosopher. His name is Lotto. He said, "The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step." Okay, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. I'm all I've always been under the impression, if you want to get to two, you got to start at one. But if you never start at one, you never get to two. You've got to start somewhere. So the action cycle is this. Number one, you got to find motivation to get you started. Maybe you borrow someone else's confidence. Maybe you read a book or listen to the podcast. Empower you is a good place to start. Hey, you, okay? Okay? Maybe, maybe empower you is a good place to start. You heard the Lewis influence sparked your, sparked your attention. you like, you know what, bro? I'm getting started. I'm going to get started writing my book, starting my YouTube channel. It is always harder to start than it is to continue, okay? But here's the deal. It takes consistency to begin. 
It takes commitment to finish. Y'all missed that. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> it takes consistency to begin. It takes commitment to finish. Okay, so follow me. So first, you get motivation. you like, look, I'm going to start. But damn, what do I start? I don't care how you start. Start small. Or you can go opposite. You can start large. You know what I'm saying? Like, do something as simple as starting a savings account. Start with 50 cents. Start with a buck. It doesn't matter. You're starting you got a little motivation. So here's the deal. So now once you get a little motivation, people, now what you're about to go into is momentum. See, motivation gets you taking a couple steps. But I'm going to tell you, once you get momentum, you're going to start jogging. And now once that momentum starts, you're going to start doing this every week. So, hey, look, every day. You're trying to lose weight. All you need to do is go to the gym one day a week. Start just that. Get some momentum. Do that for four weeks. And then next thing you know, you may go two days, three days, and four days. What's pushing you the whole time? That motivation. So now you got some motivation. Now you got some momentum. Here's the beauty. Now you're about to get more confidence. Because you feel good about what you started. You feel good that you're still doing it. And now you feel more empowered to continue it. So now you got motivation. You got momentum, you got confidence, and here's the beauty. Now you get more competent, meaning that in what you're doing, you get smarter, you get better, mm. you get more efficient, mm. you get more effective. Come on, man. So now you got motivation. Now you got momentum because you're still doing it. Now you feel good about yourself. Now that's confidence, and now you're smarter, more intelligent. That's competence. And once you get more competence, what do you receive? more motivation that's right the more motivation you get what do you what do you start doing with that motivation you get more momentum you start feeling better you start feeling more confidence and then you start feeling more competent and i'm telling you it's literally an action cycle and if you say well i don't know i don't know how to get started at this new project just go back to motivation take a baby step mm. take that baby step consistently and before you do that then you feel good about what you're doing and then you're going to learn about what you're doing. That's your competence. And then you're going to feel more inspired. You're going to feel more momentum. You're going to feel more confident. You're going to feel more competent. It's the action cycle. That's love. Over and you can apply that with over. anything. Anything, anything. brother. It's foolproof. You, you're trying to it's discover foolproof. your purpose. Start listening to people who talk about purpose. Start, you know, and start, you know, just start doing something. You know what I'm saying? And again, you know, the podcasts are free, y'all. Like yeah, man. I, I've listened to some fantastic shows 100%. and I follow people and, and I speak to people whenever I get a chance because it's a part of that action cycle. It's a part of being a part of things that motivate you and remind you, you know, you really are a fish. I don't care what they're talking about. Just know you in that water. You may just be in a little cup right now, but you're still in yeah. water. And right. and, and, water, and that's keeping you alive. So you just got to continue yes, to to stay in your element in that action cycle. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, man. All right, Rodney, what you got? Yeah, what you got, Doc? Well, um... <laughs> I'm going to take a piece out of the action cycle and hit on a point that Ryan said earlier. You know, we live in this, this social media lens. And so we're getting all this validation from what people say on Snap and what people say on IG and Twitter or whatever, Facebook. And so what's, what has happened is that Ron is right. We are covering up the key components to success, which is failure. We're trying to hit home run every time we go up to bat. And it's terrible 
because when we get that fear of failure, but we want success, then we then the the, the, the angel and the devil comes inside of us. And so mm. now we don't want to try. And everything we do has to be really safe. It has to be really safe and really comfortable to have to look good. So as long as I can look good on the camera, I'll battle my own demons behind closed doors. I think that breeds mental health issues. Uh, so my advice for all of you listeners out there, understand that failure doesn't hinder success and propel success. And it will never be any different, period. Mm. So we have to fail. So when you want to try or you have this idea, you got to continue to move it forward, even if it doesn't go the way that um, you want it. Because here's the deal. Failure breeds success. Failure breeds new learning. And failure breeds a new story. So listen, if, if anybody listens, goes back to the front of this packet, what, what do we talk about? We talked about my twin brother being fired three times. They talk about some university telling me I could not, um, I wasn't good enough to write. You know, they talked about um, us feeling um, incompetent about writing a book, like Ron and I feel incompetent about writing a book. Um, all we've talked about here are wins and losses. That's it. You never, it's cliches, but how do you ever pre- appreciate a win without a loss? And that's what makes the wins feel so sweet. That's why the champions feel so sweet because they've lost so much. We will always lose more than we win. Mm. That's the name of the game. Right. But man, those, those, those wins feel incredible. My man get fired three times and he find his purpose? What? You, people get, they get geek, like, they say, man, the energy you and your brother have. Oh, Here's the thing, when we, when, when Ron and I are talking, we go in the bunker, we talk about the things we failed at, and we pull up the brag table and talk about the things we've been successful at. And it, there's nothing better than being able to climb over the damn mountain. Right. And so, but, but today I feel like, you know, generations don't want to climb over the mountain. They don't want to feel the pain. They don't want to go in the dark. They don't want to look bad. Nah, it's actually the reverse. Go into the dark, lean into the discomfort, fail, fail some more. Faster you will you fail, quicker you get to your purpose. Think of it Fast. that way. You wasting time. Somebody's trying to win. You're gonna have to lose something. You're gonna have to. You know? There ain't no doubt about it. So fail, fail first, succeed second. That's a that's a classic loop loop principle. Fail first, succeed yep. second. It's never the opposite. You'll never succeed first and fail second. No. That's love, man. That's love. Uh, I hope y'all are. I hope y'all are listening. This is this is the purpose between. Uh, having purpose and having goals. It is really important that we uh, we understand what our purpose is, that we understand um, how to live within our purpose and understand our domain and, and who we are, who we're meant to be. And if you're not sure about that, start the, the, the action cycle. Is that what it's called, Ron? That's what it's called, bro. Action cycle. cycle. Just start. Get some motivation. Yes. Get motivation. What motivates you? You know? Um, And then once you get a little motivation and you take one step, it's natural that you take two. And then once you take another step, you're going to get some confidence just because you took three steps this week. And then once you do that, you're going to learn how to take forward. That's your competence. You're going to learn something new about you, about the process, where my brother talked about your process goals. You're going to learn something new about the process to help the performance to increase the outcome. Efficiency. Y'all not following me. 
efficiency. Yeah. Okay. And the first and then you go start. The first yeah, it always, always sucks. Again, it so is don't, hard. Don't expect hard to, to start. feel no yep. other kind of way. It's gonna feel awkward. Yep. You're not gonna know, but it'll pass. That's the, the beauty it of the first. Does. It always, it always passes, yep. and it always sucks. Like I got a friend of mine just bought a a, a new house. Um, they're feeling really great about it, but they have lots of work ahead of them, and now they're kind of like, oh man, should I really have bought this house? I was like. All par for the course. Give it a couple of days to settle in, yes, and you'll have an action plan. Right. Yeah. Get it? Bought it for a purpose. It? All right. You got it because you wanted it. It was in your deck of cards. You're good. That's right. That's right. Okay. So let uh, me just say this last thing real quick because I know we're about to move to the next seven. Real quick, because when you talk about, again, we've been talking about purpose. I just want you to keep in word uh, two other words that are connected with this idea of purpose. Number one is patience. You can't discover your purpose if you're not willing to be patient to actually make the discovery. <laughs> Hope you understand that. It <laughs> does not sneak up on you. It may come at night. It may come at, in a dream. It may Look, oh. I don't think I truly found who I was until I was 26, 27, 28. 29, I got really confident by the time I was in my mid-30s about who I was designed to be. This is a journey. This is not a sprint. So I just want you to be mindful. Uh, it takes patience to discover your purpose. And then the second word I want you to be mindful of is passion. Anything you are designed to do, you're passionate to do it. Meaning that that passion, this overwhelming excitement, like Kidway has with his podcast, like my bro and I have when it comes to speaking, whether it's me in the classroom, my brother and CEO in, in his respective field, in his central office, doing what he does, because I love this thing. I, it's like, if you ever seen, um, oh man, I'm about to mess up the name of the movie. It's a classic one. Anyway, Makai Pfeiffer saying the movie, he said, man, I love the game. I love the hustle. Yeah. Right? And that's what I feel about speaking. I forgot the name of the movie. Hayden um, Fool, right? Hayden Fool. Thank you, Twin. Old school classic. But that's exactly it. I love this game. I love what I do. I know my man Kibway love his podcast. Yes. yes Are there sir. other things I do outside of speaking yes, and sir. consulting? Well, my brother, yeah, I'm a professor. I do all that. I love that. I mean, I appreciate that and I love it. But dude, when it comes to this, I love this. Yeah, it's you dope. don't have to pay me for this. I love this. That's my passion. That's my passion. So I just want you to keep in mind as you are finding your purpose, please be patient with yourself. You don't have to rush to be great because greatness is already in you. You just got to show up every day enough. Mm. And then I just want you to be passionate about what you're doing, which will make that purpose feel more fulfilling. All right, I'm done. Listen, hey, you, you just speaking to him. Hey, <laughs> I had this aha as I, as I was thinking about this last night was that our goals are a series of destinations and our, our mm -hmm. purpose is a series of discoveries. Right. Mm. And so really, right. that's right. But then we realize that, that we just keep stopping on these points, but that passion yep. is like, like that purpose is ever going. It's like, it's ongoing and we find new ways to incorporate our goals to either fulfill our passion or to create, I mean, to fulfill our purpose or create new purposes. Mm. Yeah. That's right. Ooh. All right. I'm done now. We're done, bro. That Let's keep discovery. moving. Because I know we've taken up. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Okay. Too much time, bro. No, man. Listen, we, we may have to do uh, some some more in depth. I got some more programming that's going to be coming through in Power You Podcast. So y'all be y'all be looking out. Uh, I got I got it's some. Be dope. I, this is all fits into my purpose, y'all. So I'm going to be going in. 
I know. Um, So this is the last segment of the show. And in the last segment of the show, we try to leave our listeners with a little bit of something to chew on and practice throughout the week. Um, leading into the next episode, uh, leading into the holidays, leading into the new year. Yep. Uh, these are real good times to uh, to be really evaluating yourself, your family, your 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 environment, uh, your domain, whatever it is. Um, and so these thought exercises are designed to sit on your brain for a while and to have to okay. put you help you ruminate on on what you're listening to, what you're learning, and I hope you know, as a listener, you are, you're receiving that and practicing and gaining value. There seems to be more of you every time I open up my, my, my stats on my podcast, which I look at because I want to make sure I'm reaching you. I, it's not about just stats. I believe part of my passion is bringing other people. Part of my passion is going first. Part of my passion is reaching back. And when I learn and, 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 and grow through new levels, I'm always looking for ways to give back. That's what this podcast is about. And that's what these mm-hmm. thought exercises are about. We just talk and shop and everything. Now we're going to give you something to really just kind of think about. And so, um, uh, Rodney, Ron, y'all, y'all take it away. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> that's what's uh, up, man. Listen. Uh, hold on. I got to ask my big homie because I, Grit Creed, is that what I saw? No, it's my husband. Get it. Hold on. Okay, I'm well, I'm always ready for that. Hey, it's on the it's on the notes that I share with you. So I got you. I'm good. So um hey, can we we um back in the day, probably in 2013, um early in the morning, man. Um I was wrestling with my thoughts, um, trying to figure out how we were gonna start gritty. Um, um it just so happens I stumbled upon upon writing this poem. Um, this poem um, is called My Hustle. Um, and, it, and in these words and in these bars, it speaks to that energy I talked about um, that we had in 2013. And just looking at the words in front of me, I get that energy again. And every time we say this at the end of a speech, um, you're here at the end of the commencement speech, my brother's going to share with you um, because it embodies what um, it takes to be successful. It's pretty much process, purpose, outcome, performance goes all wrapped in a single poem. It's everything we discussed in a single poem. So I hope, listeners, I hope you love it. Um, I hope you gain something from it. Um, Kibwe, man, we thank you so much for having us, all right? 100%. Thranito, let's get it, man. So I'm gonna say it slow, we just gonna marinate on these words, not too slow, all right? But I want, I want us to really feel what we're saying right here because I love it. Let's get it. This is it. I won't quit. It's my time. It's my time hustle. I'm in the valley. I'm about to climb hustle. I've come too far not to shine hustle. Trust, trust no days off. This, this is grind fun. hustle. I'm living with my eyes closed. This is blind hustle. This is rooted. And this is rooted in pain is where you find hustle. hustle. I'm never giving up. I got strong hustle. And I am in it till I'm winning. I got that long hustle. This the study hustle. This oh, that, this that learning, honey. Hustle. This <laughs> the bloody hustle. This that burning this hustle. This the burning hustle. Mom and dad, I want to make you proud hustle. Voice my dreams. Voice my dreams to the world. Now, now that's, that's loud hustle. 
I stand toe to toe with fear with no fear hustle. The hate is safe. The hate is safe. We can't, we can't, we can't hustle. fear hustle. It's one of my favorite lines. When failure approaches us, there's no terror hustle. This is real, nothing fake. This is serious hustle. Look, Look at, at my child. This is not for me, hustle. I'm going hard on my vision because I can see hustle. We can't be normal. Average is dead, hustle. Value your gift. Heard what I said, hustle. Victory's near, baby. And I'm focused, hustle. No smile on my face, not joking, hustle. Never stop, hustle. It's kind of chill. Keep on running till you make it to the top, hustle. Volunteer. And volunteer, people, and keep giving, hustle. Make your mind up, showtime decision, hustle. Waking, Waking up, up at three, three, never get tired, hustle. I'll sleep when I'm dead now. That's retired, hustle. I'm doing it now. I'm done with try hustle. This is the Lewis influence, and this is my hustle. My hustle. Man, up, man? come on now. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm snapping. <laughs> That's love, man. Look, yeah, man. I appreciate y'all so much. That's a great poem, man. There's so there's so many there's there's so many different stages of your hustle, of your calling, of your purpose. It's a lifelong commitment. It's a lifelong commitment to yourself, to yourself, not to your results, but to yourself. All that stuff will happen for you. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for leaving us with that poem. That's all love, no, I got, man. Yo, let, let me say this, Kidway. You know, I heard you had other people on the pod. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, I know my man gonna put me on the podcast. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? I heard some of the other interviews. Kidway, again, I'm, I'm confident. I'm not arrogant. I'm like, come on, bro. Like, I know he wants that party <laughs> on the spot, bro. Oh, when I got the email, bro, I was so humble, man. I'm like, absolutely, we gonna do this. And to have my man along uh, to, to do it with me, man, to, for us to do it together and, and be a part of your world, part of your story, you'd be a part of ours in this moment of 2020, brother. I'm so humble. I'm so grateful, bro. So I appreciate you, Thank man. You. We've you. had conversations before about how, where you see this and how you know this is what you want to do, man. So Absolutely. I'm just happy that I can share in it, bro, because I, I I love what you're doing, bro. Thank but you. But when I ain't get my call yet, you know, <laughs> you're getting nervous, huh? And <laughs> see, I'm like, bro, really? You got them? You ain't got your boy? That's Come wild. on, bro. It's the competitor in me. I'm like, bro, I need that. I need that KC call, and I ain't got nothing for uh, my man Kidway. <laughs> I'm gonna wait though. I'm awake, you know? <laughs> it happened, right? It happened, right? Yeah, bro. Man, when at the I, right time. When I, uh, right when I write out all these topics, you know, and I just, I, I be praying, man, and asking God to show me uh, exactly what I need to do um, because I believe that I'm just a vessel for this moment and for this for this podcast, for this purpose, because it's just, it, there's a, a, a far bigger picture that I'm supposed to play. Um, it, whether it's in a small part, a big part, whatever, I just want to be in alignment so that so that it, it it fits right and 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 i'm in my domain you know what i'm saying so yep i was absolutely on it uh i had to get some other things figured out and then i was like okay all right let's do this let me get ron on here i got a couple other people who i'm trying to get on on board um because yep. i I'm, I'm i'm so blessed to have rubbed shoulders with such great people i'm like look kid boy and gary when he was 16, needed this. 
needed yeah. this, you know, and somebody else, you know, kid boy at 23, 25 needed this. And so mm-hmm. my goal is to create things so that those people who are in that gap, you know, where, where, where a lot of bad decision making happens, where a lot of self-doubt yeah. happens, where a lot of discouragement happens, where you got some place to go to feed, you can bring your, your doubts and fears there and walk away with confidence and borrowing somebody else's faith in you. Come on to Empower You Podcast. I got you. That's what we're here on, to man. do. Ain't nobody need to be stuck. Awesome. So I thank y'all for taking the time and, and, and uh, you know, and, and coming through and shedding some light, man. That's amazing. Did you all, um, I need you all to talk about briefly what where people can find your book, where people can continue to oh, yeah. engage with the content that you all create um, and follow you all on, on social medias and your website. Uh, uh, let's get the rundown, man. I want to make sure people can stay connected with y'all. Yeah, sure. Uh, the website, www.luflu.com. That's my brother and I's website. Um, if you're in that corporate space, and you like, hey, I'm ready. I, I want my uh, my organization to hear the Lewis influence. I need you to go to www.lewisway.com. That's where we got all the corporate stuff, and you know we talk about communication, diversity, things like that. That you leadership, that you you know. So please feel free to go there. Um, if you're on IG, it's at Lou Flu, uh, L E W F L U. If you're on Twitter, it's at Lou Flu. L-E-W-F-L-U and if it's on Facebook you can look up the Lewis Influence and you will find us there. I gotta admit, I'm not doing the snap thing. The big homie and I, we ain't on snap mm-hmm. like that yet. But we get there. It ain't my deal. Right, but right. you know, no knock on it. Maybe I'm missing bread. Maybe I'm missing opportunity, but that's okay. I'm good. I'm good. No, there's a time and place for everything, brother. So I think, yeah, yeah, man. I think you're gonna get exactly yeah. what you need to get when you need to get there. <laughs> Absolutely. I wouldn't rush. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, yeah. Thank you all but again. That, so that Lou Flu is real quick. Let me just say this: that Lou Flu is l e w f l u dot com. Okay. So it's not l o u, but it's l e w f l u dot com. That's Lou Flu. Holler at us. We would love to work with you. We would love just to holler. You know, just email us or talk to us. Go to our website, and uh, you'll be able to get in contact with us from there. Absolutely. Hire, hire these brothers to come in and and teach you leadership and to teach you inclusion and to teach you yeah. how to be uh, your best self. If you are listening out there and you got an organization and you liking what you're hearing, check them out. Check them out. Yeah. They have a book available. Can they find their book on your website too? Yes. If you go to um, uh, um yeah, luflu.com, um, you can definitely uh, see our book as well as you can go to Amazon, pick up the book. Okay. Go to Amazon, type in Gritty and uh, you'll see our book there. And I, I promise you, um, and, and, and Kilway, there's a couple things, man. I want to send you. Um, so I'm going to send you a mixtape of ours. All right. So if you could put that out. Yeah, yeah. man, no doubt for all your listeners, man, definitely want to get a mixtape as well as I'm going to send you a YouTube link um, of some stuff we've done in the past. Just so it's attached to, you know, our particular training. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, our podcast, but it's some some additional content that we want to yeah. offer for sure, man. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'll definitely see you that via email just so your listeners can have it. Absolutely. It. No doubt. Absolutely. You, all the contacts going to be in the show notes. Um, you all share this message with, with with your friends, with somebody who you know Please. maybe needs it. Um, and let's keep the positivity going right on into 2021. We got a, a couple yes. days to go. Uh, happy holidays yes. to everybody who out there Absolutely. Uh, spending time with their family. Uh, we're going to keep on bringing it. So thank you all so much. You want to give a shout yes, out? Yes, sir. Thank you, my brother. 
We good, man. All Let's right. get it. All right. We good. Thank y'all so much, much man. All right. Yeah. I will see Thank you, you all a little later. Peace, y'all. Empower You Podcast is devoted to bringing real-world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural, and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you.